Cameron Bagri is an independent economist. I value his contribution to the country. Radio Cameron, OCR tomorrow afternoon. Some are picking 25 points, some are picking 75. Everyone else is in the middle at 50, and that's about where it might be. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Jamie. Yeah, I think they'll yeah, play with a pretty straight back, 50 basis points. Yeah, they're having a little bit of success in regard to turning the economy down, which is necessary to get inflation under control. But when you've got core inflation still up around 5% and the unemployment rate's still down at 3.3%, you need to break quite a few economic bones to get that inflation story um, back under control. You know, so the, the Reserve Bank, I think at some stage, is going to have to do a David Long in stop for a cup of tea because there's still monetary policy works with about an 18-month lag. Yeah, so what they're doing tomorrow, uh, tomorrow will still be impacting the economy in 2023. But I think they'll try to slot another couple in before they sit back and do that David Longy call. There was talk of the OCR peaking at 4%. Some people are now suggesting it might peak at 4.5%. What does that do for interest rates? Well, that's when you start thinking about a one-year fixed rate. Yeah, you get up with a six-handle in front of it. Actually, what we've seen, Jamie, in the past... Yeah, month in particular, is that bad news has become good news. Yeah, so we started to see a pretty clear turn in the economic data. Yeah, the housing market's very weak across the country. House prices are down pretty substantially. We've started to see inflation expectations have started to come down. Yeah, lower oil prices are going to help the headline inflation rate. Yeah, so the, the market has actually taken, in fact, around the globe, has actually eased off how high interest rates need to go. It was a month or so ago that people were saying the cash rate, and the market was pricing in a cash rate in excess of 4%. Now, the market's not quite there at the moment, but there is a few concerns that the Reserve Bank could come out tomorrow really hawkish and sort of step up the right rate, because we've ironically in the past month, we've seen fixed lending rates which have fallen, which has loosened financial conditions at a time the Reserve Bank still needs what's called financial conditions to be tight, to send a message to people, you know, keep yourself under control, don't spend as much, because that's one way, avenue, we get inflation back under control. If you've got a home mortgage, or in the case of many of our listeners, a big farm mortgage, what do you do if you've got money rolling off a fixed rate at the moment? Well, one of the things that I tell people, because I can't you know, offer yep. financial advice, but I, I am a big believer in what's called the sleep test. If it's keeping you awake at night, then do something about it. If you've got a weak balance sheet or if you've got a lot of variability within your income stream, then you're probably better to pay a little bit up for the certainty of having a a fixed rate. If you've got a lot of more balance sheet flex and you're prepared to take a little bit of risk, then the one-year rate tends to be the best long-term value proposition. That's uh, not bad advice at all, the sleep at night test. I concur with you there. Just one more to finish on, and this is a hobby horse of mine, and I think you agree with me on this one, or I agree with you. We cannot afford as a nation to keep the age of eligibility for National Super at 65, and this is coming from someone who is 62. Yeah, you're dead, you're dead right, uh, Jamie. If you look at the numbers, you know, Treasury's long-term uh, fiscal model which sort of charts the next 50 years in regard to the fiscal position under the status quo of you know, demographics driving healthcare and superannuation expenditure, then your government debt is going to blow out in the next 
50 years, so we need to do something. Now, the issue is what needs to be done on the other side, and I suspect we're going to end up with a, a combination of solutions, including raising the retirement age somewhat. And we've got to be careful here because obviously, yeah, it has different connotations. You know, the, um, the typical, you know, how long people live if you're Pākehā is different if you're Māori. Yeah, so you, you, there's got to be a sense of fairness which goes about it. might not be one size fits all across the board. Uh, I'm not a big believer in the whole idea of tax cuts over the next sort of couple of years. Why? I just don't think they're fiscally affordable given the fiscal cost of an ageing population. So we're going to need to think you know, very carefully about how we're going to manage that. Uh, just as a reference, some stats today, you know, Jamie, we just saw New Zealand's population stats come out. Slowest population growth we've seen since 1986. But what we've also seen is that we're growing the 65-plus population and we're shrinking the population age under the age of 64. Yeah, we've got a lot of boomers to pay for over the next few years, haven't we? All right, Cameron Bagri, thank you very much uh, for your time on the country. Always appreciate it. Go well, my friend. All the best, Jamie.